0: Hey there, it's Miranda. This episode of Real Fabulous Marketing is a little bit different. I've got a special guest. Her name is Kirsten Jackson and she is an amazing, colorful artist from Melbourne and she lets us go behind the scenes on her business, how she runs it online and also her love of social media. I can't wait to share this with you. Jump on in and have a listen now. Kirsten Jackson is a successful marathon-running modern artist. She has her own gallery in Sandringham, Melbourne, but her art can be seen hanging in the homes of collectors around the world. Her commissioned art list, uh, sorry, her commissioned art wait list is several months long and her prints are like hotcakes from an online store. One of my favorite things about Kirsten is that she's on a mission to break the starving artist myth and shares her story and expertise in her online program for artists called Steps to Success. Her ethos behind her art is art should make your soul leap, go ahead, feel joyful, which is so in tune with the vibe of Real Fabulous Marketing. I'm so pleased to have her as my first guest as she lets us in behind the very colorful scenes of her artistic practice and business. Welcome Kirsten, it's great to have you here.
1: Hi, Miranda. Thanks for the show. That sounded great.
0: (laughs) Anytime. Uh, So tell us a bit more of your background.
1: How long have you been an artist? So I've been working professionally for 20 years. Could be longer. I lose track of time. (laughs) It's going so fast. Um, Yes, I started really painting professionally uh, when my second child was born, Alexander. Um, He's nearly 21 now. So it was I'd always painted and used crayons and pencils and colour and and I guess I got to the point where I was like people saying, oh, could you do something for me with Love of Peace in our home? And I thought, oh, maybe I can start selling these and then I don't need to go back to work <laughs> when the kids were little because I didn't want to go back into the corporate world. So. I thought right that's it I set up the garage and um it just started from there and you know it was slow at the start um you know I didn't sell much at the start but I just kept going and um yeah years later it's like wow I I never thought I I didn't visualize this happening or do you know anything It just kind of it it grew organically I guess yeah Mm, Um, that's so cool um and that was going to be my question like
0: Has it always been easy for you? You do make it look effortless. And if anybody's wanting to just have a look at Kirsten's art right now, her Instagram handle is at Kirsten Jackson underscore gallery. Um, But you do make it look really easy now. But was there a turning point when you realized you could make a a living doing this?
1: Um, I think I always knew I could. Like, you know, in a part of me, just new. Um, but there, there's a story I'll share which I like to share with artists when they're starting out because I think they think they can start painting and six months later they're going to sell, you know, 100 million paintings and it's <laughs> not quite like that. Um, so I remember the first exhibition I went in, it was called, it's still around, it's called the Canterbury Art Show. It's a primary school-led art fair you do need to be invited so you need to send in some of your work so I got accepted so that was good and then um, I took four works to the show and the shows are normally Friday night Saturday and Sunday and um, I was so excited I was like I'm going to sell these paintings you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) so so we go back Sunday night to see what it sold and nothing had sold (laughs) so we're putting on the paintings back in the car and then I do it the following year they accepted me again which I thought oh that's good because I didn't sell anything they must have thought maybe I could so the following year I put four more paintings in the show and um, nothing sold and my husband felt sorry for me he's like maybe you should just um do something so helpful aren't they <laughs> I think I was out of compassion yeah. <laughs> um, I was, I'll never forget him saying that I'm thinking no I know I can do this and then A few years later, and it was a while later, it was in 2015. I still did that show every year and I started selling, but I remember in 2015 they asked me to be the feature artist and the feature Mm. artist put in something like 20-odd paintings and, um, you know, got a lot of exposure and everything like that. I was so ecstatic to be the feature artist. Anyway, I sold 20. I sold every painting. I sold 20. paintings. Yeah. So it was like, wow, that's amazing. I was just like... Yeah, but, you, but that took a long time. I think the first show I did was maybe it was 2003 with them. I can't remember, 2002. Yeah. Yeah, no, right. Yeah, so it took a long time.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you must be so glad you didn't stop, like you said. Like you said to your husband, no, I'm, I'm going to keep painting.
1: Yeah, and I think my paintings got better as well. Like the more hours I spent in the studio or the garage, the... Um, you know it's like anything you know if you want to be an olympic marathon runner or anything like that you can't just go i'm just going to turn up and and run that qualifying time you've normally got to spend years training at a higher level to get to that point and it's the same with anything same as Mm -hmm. art i just go out there and go i'm going to paint a masterpiece in one go i mean i don't think that happens really
0: no and i think you can learn so much about yourself i mean i love watching I know a few artists from when I was in Adelaide in my early 20s and one of them in particular, like I've watched her art evolve and it's so awesome to see how far she's come. But you're right, like she wouldn't have gotten that if she just decided that, nope, I've got this right the first time and uh, not going to change.
1: Yeah. And I think that's with any profession, isn't it? I mean, we all look back at, you know, interior designers or musicians or you don't even need to be a creative, you know, doctors when they first start, they think, oh, my God, what did I do? How did I do that at the start? You know? <laughs> I guess one of the things I really like about
0: what you do with your business, just sort of talking about, um, you know, the evolution of it when did you start incorporating the prints so you've got your big commission pieces and also big original artworks but you also take really high quality photos and sell the prints online and also obviously in your gallery so when did that happen
1: so it was around 2013 um somebody contacted me to do prints with their company and I uh, was a bit hesitant, but I, you know, I went and met, they were from Melbourne. I went and met them and um, I did some prints with them, but I wasn't particularly happy with the quality of the print that they were doing. Um, so they were selling through like Temple and Webster and um, the block shop originally with my prints. Um, and I just wasn't happy with the quality. And they were also, that I think they took. I think they paid me 25%. I can't even remember now. It's that long ago. Anyway, but I was getting thousands of dollars a month commissions from them. And I'm like, mm, I should just do this on my own and do much better quality prints because I think I can find someone who can do better quality. So I stopped working with them. They were pretty upset about that actually. And um, I think I was losing all that money. But I um, I just found um, a printer who's incredible here in Melbourne. And the print quality is just. Oh, now I'm really. I'm so happy that I've changed over. Um, mm. And because that's my that's my brand. You know, that was another thing. I was like, oh, these prints are okay, but I'm sure I can get them better. And you know, I was happy to pay more. I wanted to. I'd pay a premium, and I do pay a premium for the best quality because. A lot of people, when they buy my prints, they buy more. Like so many people, we have orders come through and they're just existing collectors. So much of the time, my printer goes, oh, my God, I've seen that name like five times. <laughs> you know, um, but they do. Like we have sales and then their friends buy them and their sisters and their moms. The whole family's got my artwork in their homes and they buy more and more because of the quality. And that was really important to me that, you know, that and we've never had a return ever. So they're that good a quality. So the prints are just like, for me, a no-brainer as an artist. I mean, you people can have something that's um, affordable and they're really beautiful. And sometimes people can't even tell the difference between the prints and an original. I mean, I can, but some people can't. Mm. And it's it's income coming in without me having to do anything. The orders go straight from my website to my printer. I mean, I can see them. They come through, but um, I don't do anything. They literally just they print them, they'll also frame them there, stretch them and frame them if the client asked for framing. And then they send them to my shipping agent or they ship them directly if they're just rolled. So it's, it's wonderful.
0: It's amazing. And it's so cool to hear you talk about the business side of your art as well. Because I think, you know, and you talk about on your website, like this sort of this myth of the pretentious, tortured artist. And it's this thing where we're like, oh, we can't possibly like art because we're normal people or artists always have to be suffering in order to make great work. But the way that you're talking about it, it's actually like, no, no, no. We just take the work that we're doing and we spread it out to more people, which is really
1: yeah. I always have this thing in my mind and I just don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm still doing it. Is there's like millions of people in the world that haven't seen my artwork, so when they see it, they're going to buy it. So (laughs) reach all those people, and then like, I mean, one of the sales we had last year, we sold over a thousand prints in a week. Like, you know, like we just had a sale recently, we sold over three hundred in five days. Um, And I'm like thinking, all these people are getting to enjoy this work. Um, I'm getting paid a lot of money for producing beautiful artwork, which is great. My printer's making money. Everyone's happy um you know people send me messages going I love I love I love and it's so affordable and imagine if I could reach the whole world like we could do you know thousands a month every month
0: yeah for sure that's that's awesome so where do people find you where do they find out about your art
1: well, I think it's existing collectors. I think it's their friends. Um, a lot of the time, people go into homes, you know, for sale, and they'll see my work. And I sign my signature so people can Google me. They can see, they can read my signature, which I think ah, oh, that's clever. Yeah, yeah. I teach that in my workshop. <laughs> <laughs> Um, o- online, obviously, um, Instagram and Facebook would be seventy percent of my sales, just through um, doing ads through Facebook and Instagram and, and all the followers. And then I've done international art shows for the last nearly ten years, where we haven't, we didn't do them, we haven't done them this year, and we only did one last year. But I was exhibiting, you know, doing eight shows a year in like London, Hong Kong, Singapore. New York, everywhere, like Brussels, Belgium, Hamburg. So I have a lot of collectors overseas that contact me that want they normally want originals though. They they normally want originals. Yeah. yeah. And also the Australian dollars not that you know, compared to them, it's not that expensive for them. <laughs> Bargain artwork.
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so how I know you're pretty prolific on Instagram you've got a great following on there like do you how like important do you think social media has been in promoting your work and reaching new audiences
1: oh huge like since I started in 2014 like my income tripled oh it's, it's like if you're an artist and you're not using those hand you're not using Instagram and Facebook and not advertising and doing ads ugh, it's just you're losing so much sales like it's crazy like ugh. I know a couple of times um, I couldn't do ads in my account and I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, you know. I'm like almost having like heart palpitations thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to lose less income because, it, and that's a problem as well because I think I am very reliant on it. So, you know, it's like, oh, you still want to use your database. You know, we still do emails to the database and, you know, do exhibitions, but it it just it works. It's for the amount of money you spend, the return you get, it's worth it.
0: Yeah, but you do post a lot, like on your Instagram page. It seems like you post multiple times a day. Sometimes three times, kind of like snap a photo and post
1: it out. Do you have any strategy with your Instagram? I have absolutely no strategy. <laughs> it's all organic. But I do, I do get people come into the studio probably six times a year of professional photographers and get. Photographs, so I've got content, so I can just go into that folder and just chuck that on Instagram. I mean, there there is a strategy when there's a, you know, like at the moment, um, I've got a a mini original drop on Sat Saturday at mm. six o'clock, so I've been, you know, promoting that a bit, um, just so that people know it's because the, the last time we did it, they sold in fifteen minutes, you know. So I think it's always good with um Facebook and Instagram is to do a build up, like to yes. So not just go oh mini originals are now on the website. I build it up over a few days, and that creates some excitement. And people put it in their phones; they set an alarm, and they're like that—the excitement and anticipation of getting to pick, you know. And and they go so quickly; they're like, "Oh my god, I missed out!" So like and now they have to do it for the next one, you know.
0: Yeah, no, you do you do a great job with that, and I do love how yeah you've got like your large scale pieces, and then you also do it in different sizes. I think that's so important. Um, for artists, and even pretty much anyone with an online business, is just to have those different entry points for people so that they can get the smaller piece and then work their way up to a large one if that's their goal.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you do need larger pieces because people do want artwork also for their home above their sofas and in their living room. So, you know, some artists only do small A3s, which is great, but there are people that want larger pieces as well. So, you need to have that selection because you're limiting your market otherwise.
0: Yeah, totally. Oh, you just make it sound so like, you know, you know exactly what artists need to do in order to sell more art online, which I think is what most artists want to do. So, I mean, do you have like one thing that you just tell them to start doing?
1: Um, I think the main thing I say is focus on social media. That, that would be the biggest thing. Like when I was doing the Zoom course with people um, that had bought the online course, and I was offering that 30 minute, the the main thing I was doing was also talking to them about their brand. Um, A lot of them weren't aware of what they were posting. Even though I say, I just post whatever, I'm very conscious that it's in alignment with my brand, that the photos look good. I mean, I'm not going to post a picture of an artwork with bad lighting or, you know, because people are buying the whole, they're not just buying the artwork, they're buying Mm. the want to have it near a nice sofa and like a nice pendant like there's so much that goes into it um and yeah you just can't just post pictures of your kids all the time and I was just like no don't do that (laughs) (laughs) maybe one (laughs) maybe
0: one every now and then or I mean we used to say like when I used to run Instagram workshops just like have a personal account to post the photos of your kids. If they're not on brand, yeah, don't
1: add them in. Yeah, like one every one to show that, you know, you're a mum or whatever, I like that's fine. But, I mean, it's like with my running, like I don't really, I might occasionally just post a running post because I know people aren't following me for the running, they're following me for the artwork, but that is part of who I am and I think it's also nice to share a little bit of yourself as well.
0: Definitely. Definitely. I mean, yeah, I think one of the things about you is you're very aware of where your market is and it's the home decor market. You've mentioned that like on your website. And so all of your photos are on brand. They're in beautiful homes.
1: Yeah. 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 And that's the thing. And I think, you know, and also something I learned working with an agency a few years ago is when you are posting, don't keep posting the same pictures. You need to have space. Like, oh, it's really hard to, I talk about it in the course, but mm. a lot of the time I will critique with the artists their Instagram account as nicely as I can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like some, yeah. some of them are good but some of them I'm just like oh my gosh okay and I'm I can be quite harsh and it's like I don't I think well you'd rather know the truth I think well what I I think I, if I was someone was looking at my page I'd rather know what I what they thought I was doing right or wrong if they knew what they were talking about If that makes sense
0: oh totally I mean you know that's what I'm saying you know being harsh in the nicest possible way yeah <laughs> But it's true. I mean, we have amazing cameras on our phones these days. There's no there's actually no excuse for taking poorly lit photos, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So content's really important. So what content you're posting, um, yeah, and I guess just that it's on brand as well and, and really using using there's some Instagram and Facebook's just so much you can use them for, for the ads and just for engaging everyone who's following you
0: yeah definitely so tell us a bit more about the online program that you offer for artists is like it's called steps to success and obviously you're sharing more of your story is there anything else that's included that like artists often go oh i didn't know i didn't know that before have you had any feedback like that about it
1: um i've had so much feedback so the course started because I literally get so many messages every week from artists. Can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? Um, what would you recommend? And asking for advice. So I was just like, Oh, this is ridiculous. I can't spend all my time replying to everybody. So we made an ebook to start off with. So I wrote an ebook, it's like $25 and it just covers a, a, a a bit of stuff like it's pretty good actually it's really like for $25 you're going to get so much information in the ebook and it gets also gets the artists to start to think about things like really think about and look at themselves and look at how they're running their business um and then from there i thought let's um do a um a workshop uh, in the studio so we we did a Chantel who does some work for me and she her and i did it together so she kind of mc it um we did the workshop in the studio in Melbourne and most of the people came from interstate artists and we could only fit 26 people in, so we it sold out very quickly. And everyone who came has, uh, the artists that have used the information have gone on and done so well. Like, they, like I could name the artists, this just they've done really well. Like they've taken what we gave them and they've made it work. And, of course, there's going to be people there that came that loved it, thought it was fantastic, but they just haven't done the work. And that's okay. Like, you've got still got to do the work. That's what I say to people. So then we ran another one, and that was just as great. And then coronavirus hit. So I'm like, I need to make this online for people also for overseas that can't even come anyway. So it forced me to do, do the course online and it's just been brilliant like I've just had so much positive feedback everybody has given me like a wow that's the best thing I've ever done like to help me with my artwork um the only thing that people would like is tutorials of how I paint and I've been quite hesitant to do that because it's not part of the business it's very personal to me Mm -hmm. Um, and also I felt like people were going to copy me because I've had so many people copy and um i've just decided the last couple of weeks that i'm ha- i'm gonna start a um a patron account where people can join and i'll do a monthly tutorial of how i paint and you know i think if they copy that copy like i'm still the first person who started doing it so um i just think it would be really good for people to see how i work in the studio and just share that and not be afraid to share that it's
0: so true and it's so, I mean, I I hear you on the copying thing and I know that it's a big thing in so many industries online. It's like if I put something out there, are people just going to take it and copy it? And I know it happens as well, which is unfortunate. But I yeah. guess at least you've got your Kirsten Jackson signature on your artworks.
1: So. <laughs> yeah, and look, they'll try and copy anyway. So I'm like, you know, what, I'm just going to start a... Um, a subscription for artists that they can um, come into the studio once, you know, they can once a month I'll get a video of of me actually painting and how I do it and what I use, what products I use because I haven't shared that till now. So um, I think between the online course for running the business and the the tutorials, um, I'm giving everything that I've got to everyone if they want it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm, not I'm amazing. anything, I'm doing it all. <laughs> it's incredible, and also, like, you seem to have so much energy for it too. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, I think going to the studio, like the other day, I went and I was like feeling a little bit flat, you know, this whole thing and with the coronavirus and just everything. And I was like, oh, I just got to the studio, and I was in there like, the time just went so fast. And when I finished painting, it had been like nearly four and a half hours, and I left feeling so good. I just, Mm. when I'm there, I just don't think, I just paint and I just, I love painting and I just love, it just makes me feel really calm and when I left, I was like, oh, thank goodness I can come here and do this right now, you know.
0: Yeah, so good
1: and it seems like, um, just because of your
0: style and I think I've seen some like time lapses on your socials, you seem to go into quite like a flow state where it's, I mean, I think you've mentioned it before, like I don't quite know what the artwork is going to look like when I start or is that right or do you have a picture in mind
1: I mean if I'm working on a certain series like the blue tango I do have a process I Mm -hmm. have a process with all of them but I still don't know what's going to (laughs) happen and that's kind of nice I mean with commissions I have to be a little bit more thoughtful because uh, the commission process is normally they send me through their two favorite artworks that I've done previously not mm-hmm. funny. <gasps> like, don't send 20 because <laughs> I'm not going to know what to paint <laughs> no, not exactly. So, I'll send two, and sometimes I send two completely different paintings. Like, oh my god, what are you doing? I need to contact you back. Yeah. Um, but generally, they'll send two similar pieces, and I can kind of get an idea what they like. So, I have to be mindful with commissions. So, commissions are I can't work as freely, which is just I, I like doing them, and I it's really good to do them because normally they're really big, like, normally they're not my standard size. So, I'm there is a market for them but I do prefer just to do whatever I feel like
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's a way better way to be creative for sure I mean I think that's and I think one of the things like you know it is great about your artworks they're so colorful and clearly that that seems to match your personality as well
1: yeah yeah people say I look like my paintings (laughs) I go you look like you're painting I'm like oh that's good my paintings look happy so I'm very happy about that
0: so if an artist was listening to this and hopefully they do um and they're kind of feeling a little bit downhearted maybe around their lack of sales or traction with their art is there anything that you'd say to them if you were they were right in front of you
1: So my first job was selling life insurance. So I don't know if you know about life insurance, but you can't see it. You can't feel it. People (laughs) don't ring you up and ask you for life insurance. You actually have to go and knock on doors and cold call. And you need to tell them why they need this product. Because like, if it's a husband and wife, if the wife died, who's going to, the husband still has to go. Like, it's just, anyway. So my training was, it's a numbers game. So I literally never took anything personally when I was selling life insurance. And I knew if I presented to three people, one of them would buy. <laughs> now, I don't sound like an artist here at all, do I? But this was my first job. So I just know if you just keep putting your work out there and you keep doing the work, it, people will buy it. It's just when you don't do the work and you're lazy and you stop <laughs> and you give up that they won't buy the way. So it's just, I would honestly say, just keep going because someone's going to love your work you've got something there to share that someone's going to love and you just got to get as many people as you can to see your work
0: it's so true it's so true and so yeah, many. Different- I didn't
1: sound like an artisan at all did I <laughs> oh,
0: but it sounded, you know I have to say it sounded a little bit motivational um because you know I think it's so true I think people like you said you know they give up early I mean I know a lot of people be like tell me like oh I get no engagement on my social posts I just want to give up and I'm like just
1: keep going <laughs> like, yeah, we- it's not that hard really I mean seriously people are going through so much harder stuff These people mm. out there that have got really bad health conditions and they don't give up you know so you can't give up on your artwork not if it's beautiful and you've got to share it with the world mm, so true so what we- But do you
0: paint all day, every day, or do you do anything else for fun?
1: Oh, no, I can't paint all day. That would drive me mad. It's too much. I can only really paint normally for three or four hours. Like that's not I could actually. So I normally just get up in the morning and meditate. I sound sound like a house nut. I get up in the morning and meditate. I do. I make a juice, like a celery juice. And then I normally go for a run or if I'm not running, if I'm injured, I'll go and get on the bike. I'll do Pilates. I do exercise. I have to exercise. Just that makes me feel so much better. And then I take the dogs to the park. i take Henry out, my dog. And then um, I have brunch. And then I normally go to the studio at about 12. So I don't do, I mean, I'll answer emails and stuff in between all that in the morning. I might sit down with a coffee um, when I'm having brunch and reply to emails. Um, but I don't really paint until like 12 or one in Mm. the afternoon. Yeah. And I normally just stay there all afternoon to the studio and I'll have appointments in there. If I'm painting, I'll just make appointments so people to come in and see the work and buy things. Yeah. Cool.
0: Um, So interesting to hear that behind the scenes of your business. Cause I think when you're not an artist, as I am not, you just think like people just sort of turn up to work and they're like time to be creative but it sounds like you've got a good mix of being active and looking after yourself and also the creativity.
1: Yeah, I don't know how anyone would go into the studio and paint all day. Mind you, I don't know how anyone goes to work the, at a job all day. in an office. Oh,
0: it's beyond me. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. I'm like, how do they get time to go for a run or take the dogs or like it's, I don't know how people do it. I'm just like I've created this unconventional life really where I can just do what I want really and, um, paint when I feel like it. And normally I go in every day cause I love it. But if there's a day when I don't feel like it, I just don't go in. Like I'm whatever, like, um, you know, I look after, I've got to look after myself first cause I've got to be in a really good space to create these works. And if I'm not in a good space, I mean, I can remember one of our puppy, our dogs died. Um, oh God, it was a while ago now it was in 2015. And, um, I, I couldn't go in the studio for two weeks because I was too sad. So I can't create work like I do if I'm not happy. So I need to do everything I can to make sure I'm in a really good space. Mm, yes, I completely
0: agree. I kind of call that like your life non-negotiables, but people seem so intent on just like, you know, turning up to the studio in your case, just got to paint or in my case, you know, people I work with, it's like got to sit in front of my desk. I'm like, it's actually like the worst place to work sometimes or to be creative.
1: Yeah, yeah, you need to, like you need to do those other, I need to do those other things to be in that positive mindset, I guess, and to feel good.
0: Mm. So do you give yourself a break if you're ever not feeling like really creative at that on that particular day?
1: I don't really have that happen. Like I normally can go in and work and I once I get in that zone, it's very rare. I don't really have blocks. I I know we, I used to go to Bali every year and I know whenever I'd come home from Bali, I would create the best paintings. There's something magical about that island. Mm. I am missing going there because I still love going there. And then I'd come home and I'd do these like, oh, amazing paintings. That's really, it's it's unusual. I guess that's something I just noticed that would happen every time I went there. Maybe it's because I had a break from it. Oh, totally!
0: I think you just got to let, and then you can imagine that your brain's just sort of coming up with these amazing ideas without you even realizing because you've taken the focus off. Got to paint.
1: Yeah, I don't ever feel like I've got to paint. I mean, uh, the commission list makes me feel like that sometimes. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get going on those commissions. <laughs> All the clients, no, are going. how's my commission going? Good. I told you like sixteen weeks. That was like two weeks ago. Go away. <laughs> that's a you you do encourage
0: other artists to think about that commission side of things as well don't you
1: Uh, i think commissions are great i mean the thing is you've just got to be really you've got to have boundaries and you've got to be really strict with the with the clients the collectors i mean i can't let the collectors get directive because they normally what they think is going to look good is going to look terrible so um you know, like, I, but I learned that over time. I mean, I remember I had this one lady. She's like, I don't want that pink in the painting. And I'm thinking, oh, the pink makes the painting. You need the pink. So I did the painting without the pink. And then she comes to view and she's like, I need the pink. I'm like, oh, my God. And at that moment, I thought, I'm never going to let this happen again. Like, I'm just going to tell the client, the collector, that no, the, you need the pink. And if you don't want the pink, I'm not doing the painting because it's not going to work. They've got to trust me, you know.
0: That's such a good lesson in standing in your own power as well. And I think any creative person listening to this, I know that every kind of website designer and logo maker are just like, oh, know that one.
1: <laughs> yeah. And do you know what's best? You do. That's your job. And you you need to, and they will respect you for that. Like we recently renovated our home and we fully landscaped the whole place. And the landscaper didn't, I said what I wanted, but I didn't really know what I wanted and then when he did it I'm like I don't want that what and so I'm like why didn't you tell me this was gonna happen this is your job (laughs) and I think he was thinking ah because you're like I'm scared of you (laughs) I just said I'd do what you said (laughs) yes and then we had to change a few things but it was all good he's gonna get one of my paintings
0: (laughs) oh that's great So, I mean, we've mentioned steps to success a couple of times. If people want to go and find out about this, it's for artists by an artist to help them with their businesses.
1: Where can they go and find that? Oh, it's easy. It's just on my website, uh, which is www.kirstenjackson.com.au and it's under artist resources. So there's a few things under artist resources. There is the e-book, which is like the $25 book. So sometimes people buy that first. Yeah, and they get a little taste of you know. I guess it's like a tiny intro to what the online course is, or you can just step right in and grab the online course, um, which is there as well.
0: And that's available all the time.
1: Yeah, yep, yeah. it's available, and and when they purchase it, they'll have it forever, and they can. It's all pre-recorded, so there's activities and there's pre-recordings of me, so they can watch it as many times as they like and go back to it as well, which is really good.
0: Yeah, so cool. And I think everyone should just go and follow you on Instagram as well because I know that when your artworks pop up in my feed, they do make me happy as well.
1: Oh, that's good, Miranda. And I like like that you've started
0: using Instagram Reels too, having a bit of a play there.
1: Oh, yeah, I know. That's my daughter. Oh, good. She's singing now. So she's um she's needing some part-time work and she didn't want to go back to hospitality so she's like can I just come and do some work for you so I'm making she's just thinking of things to do and I'm like that's fun <laughs> so I'm spending time with her as well which is really nice
0: well that's really nice I hope she pops up in a real t- soon too
1: oh well, she's actually I just I post I did a story of her and her boyfriend they're singing um she's a singer so they've just started um they're recording an album at the moment so. So excited. Yeah. Like they were they were being busking out the front of my studio and people like, oh my God. I'm like, I know how good are they? Oh, that's so cool.
0: I love that they're
1: busking out the front of your studio. (laughs) It's like it's just the coffee shop guy should be paying them because everyone's coming down and getting coffee and sitting there. I'm like, oh, (laughs) Oh, that's so awesome. (laughs) It's a bit like Byron Bay here in Sandringham, yeah.
0: Oh well, I mean it's probably a bit more real than Byron. I know that. (laughs) iron's an interesting place these days um that's so cool but yeah reels are, you know you might have noticed you get some pretty great engagement on them so i do encourage people to try them out too yeah definitely and a bit more flair and personality because i think you've got a lot to share so thanks so much for this fabulous interview, Kirsten. It's been so good just hearing a bit more about your business and how you work. Um
1: yeah, thanks so much. Oh, thanks, Miranda. And when you um when you go to post it, let me know and I'll um pop it up on share it on my socials as well.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um I'll definitely tag you when I, I post it. I'm not always great at letting people know about the podcast, but I, I really like doing it. It's really fun. <laughs> so just finishing up there on that interview where I talk about my love of podcasting. Uh, but I just wanted to sum up Kirsten Jackson's interview so that you can take this really awesome info away with you. She talked about Yes, she posts a lot on social media and it's always on brand. She might throw a little bit of a running photo here and there, but she really does like to keep her feed all about her art. You can go check her out at Kirsten Jackson underscore gallery on Instagram. It is her main platform and yes, she is also a big believer in running paid ads to promote her artwork so that she can be found by even more people all around the world who will start to love her work. I'd love to know if there's anything that you've taken away from this or if you know an artist who needs to hear this right now, because honestly, Everybody needs more art in their life. I am love art and I think we all need, you know, I'm looking at some white walls right now. Need more art. But if you know an artist, whether or not they're struggling or maybe they're just at the point of what do I do next, please share this episode with them. I would so love that. And if you've got any feedback for me, come find me on my Instagram, which is which is at Miranda Ivy Media. Have a fabulous day, and until next time, stay fabulous. Hey there! I so hope you enjoyed this episode of Real Fabulous Marketing. I made it with you in mind. I was thinking about you while I recorded it. So I'd love to know what you thought of it. Come on over, find me on Instagram, and send me a message. I'm at Miranda Ivy Media. And if you'd love for some practical and also quite easy ways to show up as the fabulous expert that you are, then sign up to my free seven-day expert visibility challenge. You just need to head on over to mirandaivy.com forward slash expert. And then I'm going to send you a whole bunch of daily prompts to start sharing your fabulous self with the world. Until next time, stay fabulous.